Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, January 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The U.S. House of Representatives voted on Wednesday to impeach Donald Trump for a second time. He must go. He is a clear and present danger to the nation that we all love. We'll look at next steps for the U.S. Senate. Plus, New York City cuts ties with the Trump Organization. We'll also take a look at the clash between Alibaba's Jack Ma and the Chinese state. And London is planning for the future after the pandemic. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. That was Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, who we heard from just a few moments ago. She and 232 other members of Congress made history yesterday. They impeached Donald Trump again, this time for inciting last week's deadly insurrection on the U.S. Capitol. Trump is the first U.S. president to be impeached twice. With me now to talk about what happens next is the FT's Washington correspondent, Lauren Fedor. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Mark. Lauren, unlike the last impeachment vote, this one was not strictly partisan. Ten House Republicans joined the Democrats. How significant is this? So you're right. This is certainly different than the last time around. A little over a year ago, Donald Trump was impeached for the first time, and not a single House Republican voted to impeach him. This time there were 10 of them. And, you know, it's important to remember that Donald Trump has has been in the White House now for just under four years. And there have been many, many times throughout his tenure where onlookers have thought, is this the moment? Is this when Republicans are going to break with the president. We haven't had many of those moments. And so for 10 members of his party to stand up and unequivocally condemn him, uh, say that he's committed these high crimes and misdemeanors for effectively inciting a mob of insurrectionists to attack the seat of government, it's pretty remarkable. So let's talk a little bit about process. Uh, The ball is in the Senate's court where there needs to be a two-thirds majority to convict the president in order for him to be removed from office. Lauren, what's your sense of what might happen in the Senate? Yeah, so a very minor technicality. The ball will be brought over to the Senate's court. There's actually going to be this kind of ceremonial moment where Nancy Pelosi and the House impeachment managers will literally walk the article from one end Mm. of Congress to the other to hand that article to the Senate. Um, Once that happens, Mitch McConnell is currently the Senate Majority Leader. He has a couple more days left with that role, and he's made clear that he does not intend to bring the Senate back or start any trial until next week. The funny issue there is that he actually then won't be Senate Majority Leader following that inauguration because the Democrats, if you can recall, last week won those two key Senate runoffs in Georgia And Kamala Harris, as the vice president, will be president of the Senate and able to cast tie-breaking votes. And therefore, what we're going to see is we're going to see an impeachment trial taking place in a Democrat-controlled Senate while Joe Biden is in the White House. Lauren, I want to switch gears to Trump. He released a video yesterday, but he did not address impeachment. He talked about what he's calling the censorship of free speech. He's, of course, been banned from many social media apps and so have the platforms that cater to his followers. But Trump also addressed last week's violence and more potential violence during next week's inauguration week. Um, What did the president say? In this video, which was posted to YouTube by the White House, the president took no responsibility for what happened last week, but he did say that he condemned 
the violence. He unequivocally condemned it. This is a, a bit of a change of tune for the president. If you recall last week, as that violence was unfolding, he posted a video to his Twitter account saying that the protesters were were special and, and that he loved them. There are real concerns here in Washington about safety, not only on Capitol Hill, but throughout the city. There are, you know, there's discussion about whether or not there'll be further demonstrations by the president's supporters this coming weekend or next week at the inauguration. There are thousands of armed members of the National Guard now patrolling outside the Capitol near where I live, which is a healthy distance from the Capitol. All the shops are boarded up and there's a bit of a tense mood here at a, a time of year that is normally very celebratory heading into the inauguration of a next president. Lauren Fedor is the FT's Washington correspondent. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks, Mark. And New York City is cutting business ties with the Trump organization. Yesterday, Mayor Bill de Blasio said Trump's role in inciting the attack on the Capitol provides legal and moral justification for ending the relationship. The Trump organization has contracts to run two skating rinks and a carousel in Central Park and also a golf course in the city's Bronx borough. De Blasio said the deals generate about $17 million for the Trump organization. The president's son, Eric Trump, who helps steer the family business, says New York can't do that and will owe the Trump organization $30 million if it does. One of the most powerful businessmen in the world is China's Jack Ma. He's the founder of the e-commerce colossus Alibaba. But Ma's found himself at odds with the more powerful Chinese state. After Ma publicly criticized Chinese state-owned banks last year, Beijing retaliated with an investigation into Alibaba and went after Ma's financial company, the Ant Group. Now Ma's whereabouts are unknown. To find out what's going on, I have Tom Mitchell on the line. He's been covering this from Singapore. Tom, did Ma know what he was doing when he spoke out against state-owned banks? Well, he definitely knew what he wanted to say. Whether or not he anticipated the consequences of saying what he said, we're not so sure. But it is interesting that when he began his remarks, he prefaced them with words. Well, this is basically word for word. He said, to be frank, I have some misgivings about coming here today and giving the speech. And sure enough, the consequences were perhaps bigger than he had anticipated. It really brings up a good question of what does this mean for the future of private business in China for, for private entrepreneurs like Jack Ma? It will really depend on what the outcome is. It's quite possible that what you end up here with is something similar to what you might see if in a EU or a US monopoly case against, say, a Google or a Microsoft, at the end of which the company being investigated pays a large fine, agrees to certain remedies, and carries on regardless. If that's the outcome for both Ant and Alibaba, then maybe it's not as big a deal as everyone is thinking. However, another possibility, and the system in China is just so opaque that we have to you know, assign equal probabilities to either of these outcomes, is that Ant and Alibaba, possibly Jack Ma himself, are radically changed as a result of this investigation, broken up, uh, important units sold off to state-owned companies. You know, if that were to happen, then you would have had a landmark moment in terms of the Communist Party's relationship with the private sector, although it should be noted that Jack Ma himself is a party member. And, but despite his status, 
Tom, he's still missing after this whole thing went down. Do we have any idea where Jack Ma might be? Well, he hasn't made any public appearances since October 24th, and there's been a lot of rumors about whether he's in China or outside of China. His friends say that he is in China. He is fine. He's communicating. He's simply lying low because there's a lot of delicate negotiations ongoing between these companies and the regulators, and he's just not in a position to come out and say anything about it. But it is unusual still for a man of his profile, and he does make a lot of very dramatic public appearances in all sorts of different venues, to literally not be seen. I tend to believe his friends because I have no evidence to say that, you know, what they're saying is not true and that he is just keeping a low profile. But, you know, it goes back to the opacity of this whole situation, which says a lot about how China works. Um, We really don't know. Tom Mitchell is the FT's Beijing bureau chief. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Mark. Before we go, London is looking beyond the pandemic. The FT has details of a post-COVID recovery plan for the city's financial district. It aims to boost green technology, financial technology, or fintech, as well as smart city technology and renewable energy networks. It'll experiment with flexible workspaces for companies that maintain the shift to remote work. The City of London Corporation is working on the plan. The goal is not just to help the city recover from the pandemic, but also from Brexit. The UK's departure from the EU has raised fears about London's role as a key hub for European financial services. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save